first of all, uh, when when is when is Chili Whack taking the stage? Isn't that Canada's best rock band? Gone so long. Do you know their songs? I love Chili Whack. That's a great tune. That's a great tune. So I think of Canadian rock. I think of Chili Whack. You know it's Chili Whack, right? No, I had no idea. <laughs> It's Chilliwack. All right. Thank you, Mo. Hey, give the guys from Chilliwack my best. See you, Rod. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, hey. Good morning, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the old RP Show. We're coming at you live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. And uh, we've got a new face to introduce to you uh, coming up here in mere moments. It's episode number 747 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Got a really big show for you today. Got some footballers coming down. Keon Raymond, Calgary Stampeders, great. Toronto Argonauts alum, Matt Brown. He's the mental health coach of the Calgary Flames and that entire Calgary sports entertainment group. And uh, Broadway Bernie Nichols is going to be with us. Broadway Bernie, weekends at Bernie's from Bet Regal to preview the Stanley Cup playoffs and get rolling with the uh, Bet Regal NHL. What are you calling it, Moose? What is the official Bet Regal contest that we're doing? Beat the Legends. Nice. Beat the Legends. Yeah. I, love, I like it. Beat the Legends. So, yeah, Broadway Bernie coming up here in hour two. Yeah, the new face is Darren Moose DuPont. You might remember him from some shows as the U of R Rams fundraising dinner or Canada West football. How are you, Moose? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good weekend? Yeah, it was amazing. Every day's great. As they say. Of course. Are you ready to talk sports? Absolutely. Okay. Can you hit the show horn, please, Director Jordan? Thank you. Uh, And tell your friends, start spreading the news. We're live on Game Plus TV and YouTube live here today. I'm opening, of course, with a quick six show topics of importance to me. So before we get to the Stanley Cup playoffs or anything like that, you can teach an old dog new tricks. There's a first time for everything. We did it yesterday, Moose. We did it. A quick story about the ole, 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 ole. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Calgary Cavalry, pro soccer, Canadian Premier League. What's like the greatest thing? And I got to say, because you weren't here, Tommy Wielden Jr., the head coach of the Cavalry, who beat Pacific FC Sunday at Atco Field. He comes strolling in here the other day. Smelled like a bouquet of roses, man. Like a, a flower, fresh cut flowers, actually. The coach, Tommy Wilden. He comes walking onto the field yesterday at Atco Field. He's waving to the crowd. He starts pumping his fist like this. And I'm like, that means something different where I'm from. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm like, well, what's going on? And they go out and they kick Pacific FC's ass. Place is going nuts. I've never been to a soccer game before. Whether it was little kids or pros. And then, and then after the game, the Cavalry wrote us. I don't know if you saw the message. And it, Did you enjoy yourself? I'm like, I'm never going to miss another game. Right. Edmonton's here Friday night, getting my tickets, very affordably priced. Yep. Just Google Calgary Cavalry, and you can get your tickets, and Bob's your uncle. So you were watching it on social media. What did you think? Looked full. Looked like it was It packed. was full. Jammed in there. I mean, that's cool. And I think... The atmosphere at a football or soccer game is completely different than, you know, other sports. Yeah. The fans are different. So I can't wait to get to Spruce Mountain. Are they ever? And I'm sitting there in the crowd with our guy, Lee, and I'm like, I think I'm too mild-mannered to be a soccer fan. <laughs> These people are lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole day was a... But here's the thing. There's a guy here that works at Gray Eagle. I'm not going to name him. 
Lucian, who's Romanian, and he's always telling me to get into football, soccer. So yeah. he says, I saw you were at the game. What did you think? I said, it was amazing, Lucian. He goes, ah, this football. <laughs> we talks, right? Yes. He goes, oh, 100,000 Europe. Now you're getting somewhere. And I said, I got to start somewhere. Yeah. So he's, he's soccer snob, right? He's right. European, right? Exactly. But he goes to the games, and it's, it was just so much fun. So, yeah, Canadian Premier League, we're into it. That's point one. Point two, let's go. With the Mark Shifley comments out of Winnipeg, because I know there's a lot of people watching in Winnipeg, ending the season on a four-game win streak wasn't enough to improve the mood of Winnipeg Jets captain Blake Wheeler. Kyle Connors, 47th goal of the season at 9.05 of the third period, rallied the Winnipeg Jets to a 4-3 win over the Seattle Kraken Sunday. Wheeler, Morgan Barron, and Dominic Taninato also scored for the Jets who missed the playoffs despite finishing a four-game homestand 4-0. Four oh. So Mark Shifley, the star number 55 for the Jets, comes out and says after the game, it's definitely a year. I'll try to forget a little bit. It was a tough one from a lot of things. COVID, injuries, coach leaving, new coach coming in, all that stuff. I just have to know where this team is going and what the direction is and what the changes are going to be, if any. I have to think about my career and what's going to be best for me. Those are going to be tough talks with my, or so those are going to be talks with my agents and everyone in my family and stuff like that and figure out what I really want. So it will be a tough talk tomorrow. Everybody's going nuts, including our guy, Hustler Patterson. I don't know if you saw his tweet. He's mm -hmm. like, this guy's sounds like a guy that we need to get out of town. And I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. What's the next generation below a millennial? Gen Z. Gen Z. That, have you, hello? Talk to your typical Gen Zer. Now, Shifley was on the World Junior Team, Team Canada, when I called the games. I've known Shifley a long time. I'm not, not, I don't have any problem with these comments. Mark Shifley's never been a team guy. He's a me guy. That's what they are now. Not all of them. Right? Though, guys like that used to be the... Um, Outlier? Yeah, the, the, uh, the rarity. Yeah. Now they're the majority. So if you're the Winnipeg Jets, you need to sit down and say, do we want this guy on our team? Hella talented. But he's not in it for the team. He's in it for Mark Shifley. It's not rare. Does he fit in with this group? And I can, I got tough skin. I could put up with all year what, I mean, I was saying the truth about the Winnipeg Jets. I don't believe in this team. They're not playing together. They need a shakeup. Coaching isn't a problem. I said that all along. Yeah. But there's something. So, again, I don't have any problems with Mark Shifley because it's a me world. And I saw some of these. Jim Toth, guy who got, <clears throat> you know, skidded at CJOB, then skidded at TSN Radio. Now he's back on CJOB, and he's surprised about these comments. And I'm like, you of all people, Jim, should realize we're in it for number one. You, Jim. Like, the employees have taken back their power, or they should. We have. So I get where, I get where Shifley's coming from. That's my take on the Shifley comments. No problem. Judges just have to figure out if they want a guy like that on their team anymore. Yeah, they do. And I think one of the issues with a guy like that being a me guy is he wears a letter, right? Yeah. He's an A. So, you know, you think the guys that wear the letters are supposed to be more team than me. and. You know, you want guys who are respected. Like, it'll come down to, you know, how did his teammates take the comments? What's his reputation in the locker room?
You know, if he comes across in a press conference as a me guy and very selfish and whatever, that's one thing. But if he hasn't addressed his teammates and the management and said, look at, I got to look and see where we're going, but look at, I want to be here. And if everything's good, we're in this together and they're all happy, then great. They'll welcome him back. But it really sounds like uh, he's finished with Winnipeg. I, I don't believe that. Yeah. And by the way, I see Aaron B. writes in and says, glad to hear you enjoyed the football on Sunday. I'm going to put my scarf back on. Looks good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like it. It's warm. It's not a chintzy uh, made in China thing. It's like your grandma made it. Yeah. Sewed it. It's warm and yeah. thick. A big thread count. <laughs> I'm a cavalry fan. Let's go. Uh, Jeff, uh, the Stamps fan, says dark days ahead for the Jets. Yeah, but we've been saying that for a while. The window's closed. And that's where the thing with Shifley. We all want to know where the Jets are going. How can you be mad at the guy? They don't know who the coach is going to be. Shoot, they don't know who the GM's going to be, if it's going to be Chevy back or not. Right. And there's Chevy built this team. I'm not saying he shouldn't be back. But if you're Mark Scheife, I my cousin, and I'm not going to tell you which one. You know her. But she said to me once, just remember, when you're in that interview, you're interviewing them, a job interview. You're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. It's flipped. She's right. She's, it's flipped. I don't know if you saw Ken Weeb. He believes that Chevy's going to sign a three-year extension in, in Winnipeg. They're just waiting to announce it. Well, there you go. So you were right all along that they probably should keep me built the team. I don't think it's going to or needs to be that painful for Winnipeg to get back. If Shifley is not the right guy and if there's certain guys that you don't think fit into this mold, you said highly, highly uber-talented, they'll be able to flip him for a lot of pieces that you can plug and play right away. So you'll be able to take a lot of this talent and turn it into, into guys that can play, not draft picks and prospects. You might be able to flip this and retool, not rebuild. Hey, thanks everybody for settling in and joining us on this Monday morning. I hope you can realize that we're all in a great mood. You know, Winnipeg Jets fans aren't, but can you blame them? Ted in Red Deer says maybe the biggest question with Mark Shifley is why did the Jets give him a letter or was this a team vote? That's all correct, but it's like now is the time to look at that. Like when the season was on and everybody wants to dissect, why did we do this? Why did we do that? Um, what's the point? You gave him the letter. Unless you're going to strip it now, which you weren't going to do. Right. Wait till the season's over. Wait until that train goes off the tracks, the derailment, and then... Clean it all up when the season's over. There's nothing you can do about it now. Right. Why do people not get this? Carlos in Indianapolis says, it's a good time to get into soccer. We're in the final rounds of the Champions League in Europe. Don't get me started on that because I'll be ranting next. Why are these Canadian Premier League games not on television in Canada and I got to watch all this European stuff? Don't get, don't, yes, good time to get in, but don't, um, don't ask me to follow European soccer because I'm following one at a time. Everything else. Okay. He, Tyler, yeah. You just became a soccer yeah, fan. Stop. And now it's like you got to go a thousand percent. Like, let's just ease into this. Tyler Hamill, I bought your SJ book, Roddy. It's on sale. Can't wait to check it out. Have a gooder. Well, I would hope it's on sale. It's been on sale for three years. 50 year history book of the. Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Me love me some SJHL. By the way, they issued the news release this morning of the story that I broke on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. I saw. As I say, I prayed before I even got out of bed Saturday morning, reached over, grabbed my phone, and there's the scoop on my phone. I'm like, 
It works that fast. <laughs> As a matter That's of fact, good. the guy that gave me the scoop on Kyle McIntyre being the next president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and trust me, it's a big deal in the hockey community. I said, are you sure? I don't know if I told you what I said to him. I said, are you sure it's him? And he goes, well, I don't know. Just put it out there and see what the reaction is. I'm thinking, well, I've been on quite a roll lately. Like a pretty good wave. Uh, sure, I'll put it up. And yeah. I, I was right. Yeah. Kyle McIntyre, the new president of the SJHL. Congrats. Uh, 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 okay, they're saying it now. John Ohm in Winnipeg says Chevy has signed a three-year extension. Okay, that's my thing. That I was never advocating for change with Kevin Shevelday-off. Did I call him Ken earlier? That's his brother and a good friend of mine, really good friend of mine, and yours. Yeah. Where are we? Let's move on from the Winnipeg Jets. They got a long summer to figure stuff out. But if they hired James Patrick as their next coach, I'd be happy. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do at head coach. The Stanley Cup playoffs begin tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. You have it. Say it on your lips. It's the best time of the year. Isn't it? Oh. It's the most wonderful time. The lady asked me if I could sing earlier. You can. I actually can. <clears throat> not, well, not well, but I can do it. Here are your series. Tampa Bay, Toronto. Game one tonight. I'm saying Tampa Bay in six. Your prediction. Toronto in six. Break the curse. Little early to be drinking, isn't it? In the day. Uh, I just ruined it. Now they're going to lose. Florida, Washington. Panthers in six. In five. Boston, Carolina. Carolina in five. I'll take the Hurricanes in six. The New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins. Rangers in seven. I got Pittsburgh in six in that one. Out west, Calgary, Dallas. I'll take Flames in seven. Flames in five. Woo! Yeah. You're drinking I like the, the uh, matchup. You're, you're drinking the red Kool-Aid around here, I see. Exactly. They mixed it up well. Edmonton, L.A. I'll take Oilers in six. I'll take Oilers in five as well. I think they're going to be two quick series. Colorado. And Smashville, I'll take Avs in six. I'll, I'll agree, Avs in six. Minnesota, St. Louis, I'll take the Wild in seven. And I got uh, St. Louis in six. Okay. Write in the comments section, folks, uh, what your predictions are for these rounds. I'd, I'd love to know. This is going to carry over into the next segment, I have a feeling. But games tonight... Game ones, we're just trying to decide where we're going to watch it. If it's the stage bar here at the Gray Eagle or somewhere else in this fine city. Boston and Carolina, Tampa Bay at Toronto, St. Louis at Minnesota, L.A. Kings at Edmonton. A lot of hockey watching tonight. Oh, yeah. And I, so for the Leafs, Tampa, you saw their coach, Sheldon Keefe, say, what do you say? It's going to be violent? Yeah, and a tough series. And they said, what do you think about, the, about Tampa Bay and the defend, two-time defending cup champions? He's like, we need this. You know, if we're going to overcome anything, we're going to have to have a tough team that's going to be hard to play against that people don't expect us to win. So why not get into it right away? What do you think will happen tonight? Because you can't win four games at once. And, and by the way, here's my thing, controversial tweet of the day. All the TSN analysts are Ontario kids. They're all Leaf fans. I'm like, Pooley, Timmons, Jeff O'Neill, don't know, but it's Ontario. Um, Mike Johnston, 
Not Welland, because Biznasty's from Welland, but, right. but uh, Johnson's in Ottawa. Maybe Ottawa. No, it's a long name. They're all Leaf fans. I'm watching there on Sports Center. I'm like, come on, guys. Well, most of them played with the Leafs, too. I'm going to look it up. It might be Scarborough. Most of them played with the Leafs. Like Johnson played, Jeff O'Neill played. I don't know if Dave Poulin ever had a stint in Toronto. But no. these guys all played. Come on, guys. These guys all played in Toronto at some point. Um, Tampa just beat them, what, put up eight goals in one of the last meetings of the season. Um, I, I really don't know what's going <laughs> to happen tonight. I really don't. There are a lot of Mike Johnsons that played the sport of ice hockey. <laughs> I'm looking up his uh, Take Mike Johnston. There's look. There's one from Gander, Newfoundland. One from Nova Scotia, Sydney, Nova Scotia. Tell me what. Tell me where Mike Johnston's from. Well, there's the coach of the Portland Winterhawks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, they need to. Who was the Mike Johnson that all these guys were named after? No kidding, right? But it's not Mike Johnson. There's a T in there, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I think so. Well, yeah. anyways, we'll talk about tonight's games and more when we come back and get on to the rest. Canadians going in the NFL draft. Uh, CFL drafts tomorrow. I don't think we've come up with a poll question. Poll question will be about Shifley. I'll tweet it now. Okay. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show. This is the warm-up. We're right in the middle of it. On Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful day out here in the Canadian Rockies. It is the RP Show. By the way, we're broadcasting for Gray Eagles Resort and Casino Stage Bar. July talk continues to rise with purpose and poise. They're churning and fiercely physical performances make spaces hiss and hum, spit and seethe in glorious, artful abandon. The band will perform at Great Eagle Event Center on April 28th. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. July talk. The moose is with me. The chat is open, as is the text line. 902-518-3033. Coming up this hour, Matt Brown, Calgary Flames, mental coach, Keon Raymond, Stamps and Argos, great, and Broadway Bernie Nichols to preview night one of the Stanley Cup playoffs this series and the Bet Regal NHL Challenge. Before we move any further with the hockey, I will just say this, Moose, you were busy this weekend. I was busy. We are both on the road there were three Canadians go in the NFL draft, and by name, John Mechie, who should be a household name to everybody, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. He went to the Houston Texans in round two. Jesse Laqueta, who is the number, well, Mechie's the number one prospect for Tuesday's CFL draft. Laqueta was number two. He's from Ottawa. He got drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. And Dean Leonard of Calgary here, his dad's Kenton Leonard, I think he played seven seasons in the CFL. Dean Leonard went to the L.A. Chargers. But after Thursday's Schutzbaugh pump and circumstance of round one, I didn't follow any of the draft over the weekend, did you? I know. I, I did a little bit just, you know, follow the Titans and who they were taking and I, a little bit of that, the Canadians. 
you know, we watched John Mechie play in NCAA at Alabama. Yeah. And we watched it's my team. You know, Luketa play. But Dean Leonard's a player that I got really familiar with. I called him, you know, Canada West. He played a lot of years or time with the Calgary Dinos. Got to know him a little bit. A great defender. You know, won a Vanier Cup. And, and then he went to Ole Miss. Had that opportunity to go, to go to Ole Miss. Walked right on and, and uh, had instant success. And now he's drafted in the NFL. It's, it's amazing. These players are very, very talented, and I uh, hope he has a great career. A lot of comments coming in today. I'll try to get to as many as we can. I guess, Moose, we're starting the taco time viewer takeover early. And I don't know where the bell i got to get the bell next break. It's around here somewhere. Okay. I have the bell. Taco time officially back on board. Canadians love local. Go loco, eat local. Taco time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada, our beef, chicken, Cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all made in Canada. I feel like we're going there today. Chinook? Of course. Yeah, Where else? All right. Bien sûr, monsieur. Um, so I got Arlen Bruce the Thirds watching today. Shout out, AB3. He says, who is the MVP of the NHL? Number 97, McDavid? He says, I like the orders in five. He says, also, if you need custom diamond rings, chains, bracelets, etc., contact me ASAP. Great show, RP. Thank you, Arlen Bruce III. I got the notification on the weekend that Connor McDavid has claimed the Art Ross Trophy. And in my mind, I'm like, what? They named it already? <laughs> I had to stop for a second. Oh, wait. We all know that. That's the points leader. Right. But he's... Who's going to win the heart for MVP of the National Hockey League? It's a good question. Seems like Igor Shosturkin has taken a step back in that race, and it feels yeah. like it's either McDavid, Matthews, or Roman Yossi out of Nashville. And I honestly don't know. For a while, I thought it was a slam dunk. It was going to be Matthews. Got a little cold at the end, but they'd already clinched. And you think it's going to be McDavid? Yossi's done great things. I have no idea. It's going to be wide open. The poll question for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies, including right here in Calgary. Edmonton as well. And hey, did I mention Winnipeg, Capital Ford, right across from Polo Park Mall. Should the Winnipeg Jets bring back Mark Shifley next season? 61% say, what do you think? No. 61% say no, they should not bring him back. We had to very carefully word this. Not will they bring him back, should they bring him back? And I guess that it's all somewhat ties into who the next coach is going to be and can he handle them? James Patrick is clearly a guy that's got a handle on today's player. He played, I think, 1,500 games in the NHL, <laughs> was an NHL assistant for several years, and now he's the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice. He's a Winnipeg boy. Ladies and gentlemen, your next coach of the Winnipeg Jets, James Patrick. Should be after these WHL playoffs are over. I really believe that. And here's a guy that could probably handle Shifley. And Dave Lowry... God bless him. We love him. We've talked about Dave. He just got thrown into the fire there. Uh, you know. I know. Right. Uh, what's his? Maurice steps down. Lowry. He looked like deer in the headlights every night. Lowry. It's, yeah, it's a tough spot to go into because nothing's really changed. And, you know, you were a Maurice guy, right? Assistant on his staff. So it's not like it's really a clean slate or anything. And a brand new message. Um, so Dave's been in a tough spot. I hope he gets a chance, you know, to at least get interviewed and be part of that process. And perhaps he comes back as the head coach. But, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. James Patrick's a, a good candidate. Makes a lot of sense. Taco Time viewer takeover really starting early. And we're 
We're into it. Um, Jack's watching on YouTube. He's in the chat. Says, hey, Rod, Oiler fan here. I hate to say this, but Johnny Hockey might end up the Hart Trophy winner. Listen, why are we even talking about the damn awards? The games start tonight. My bad. It's on me. Let's get back to what matters. Roger Yee watching in Calgary. Morning, Rod Squad. Flames in six. Also, I hope you get to experience either the game tomorrow or Thursday, and if not, hope you can check out the outdoor viewing party in the red parking lot. Uh, w- one day at a time, dude. Like, on Friday, one of the security guys here, you weren't around, Moose, but he came up. Remember, he was like, hey, Jordan Tutu's going to be in the hotel next week. You should get him on the show. That was like, well, a while back. Yeah. Tutu's coming. So on Friday, he came up to the stage here as we were about to do the show, and he's like, hey, did you get a hold of Tutu for next week? And I said, dude, one day at a time, bro. So I'm worried about today's show. So I'm not worried about the party and the Flames game. Yeah. We don't know where we're going tonight. We'll be worried about that tomorrow. Um, check on the chat. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, Leafs in six. Uh, Don Mitchell, our Navy friend. Did you folks change your office pool lineup? When I went to pick my teams, the Vegas Golden Knights were options. Reason being, Donnie boy... When they put those boxes together, the Golden Knights were still alive, right? They put those together a week before the, re- the uh, regular season's over? I guess, yeah. yeah it it's happens all the time. And as a matter of fact, I was thinking about this when I was planning my draft strategy. I don't know about you, but I come from a hockey family. Yeah. So from the time I was a wee lad, we would have around the kitchen table at the farm a draft. Yeah. It was so awesome. My mom was in it. My dad... My two brothers and me. And I don't, it really enhanced my love for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Funny how that works. Yeah. Right? I get it. So, again, and that was not the what we're running with officepools.com and our free-to-play great prizes thing. At, again, officepools.com. Look up RP Show. Enter. That's where you check the boxes. That's the easiest way to do drafts. Yeah. But I really love the one where you sit around the table like a literal actual draft. That's fun. And remember in the 80s, we were talking about this the other day. You're not old enough, Grasshopper, but it, this happened. It was like, Gretzky, not in the draft. Couldn't, you couldn't because oh, he would win the draft by himself. Serious. It's like you couldn't Wayne, play Michael Vick and Madden. Wayne Gretzky was exempt from a lot of drafts in the 80s because it's, he was, was going to get 100 points in the not players. There, yeah. whoever, whoever won the name out of the draft and went number one, taking Gretzky, they win the draft. It's not even Can fun. you believe that? No, that you got a that player was a thing. that good and that amazing, and that's the difference. You have got a lot of great players: Stamkos, Hunter Points, Matthews, McDavid. Right? There's a lot of great players now. Um, there's still good players like that, like Gretzky. There's just so many more of them now. It can balance out. From Northside Yeg in Edmonton says, "Aren't you guys going to the Flames game?" Darren. Doesn't even really want to go. You're okay with watching it on TV, right? I'm okay. Yeah, he, he's like, when we first got here, he's like, I don't need to go to a hockey game every night. You said it. It's fine. Yeah. You're not as creepy as me when it comes to live <laughs> hockey. Like, I want to be at a game every single night. Uh, so I'm waiting to hear back from the Flames. I'll just say it on uh, space. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs, bro. It's not. 
Yeah. It was getting tight by the end of the regular season, let alone. They're, they're like, we'll let you know if you make the cut. I said, I'll be here. We're the new guys in town. We're the new guys we in town. We get it. We get it. Well, here's an Aaron B. watching on YouTube. Says, my brother said you could either, you could draft either Gretzky's goals or assists, but not both. <laughs> Can you believe that? Unreal. That's what this guy, greatest there ever was, greatest there ever will be, Wayne Gretzky. Um, where do you want to go from here, caller? <laughs> I look at that. I mean, I mean, you want to look at the what the Oilers are going to do. Yeah. I mean, you want to transition from Gretzky into the Oilers. Whatever tonight. you want. I mean, that's the late yeah. game, the back end of the doubleheader. That's probably the one we'll watch back here at the stage bar. I'm guessing. You know, we'll uh, watch the first two periods of that one here, and then head upstairs. Uh, but I mean. This is what, look at last year. The Oilers were so good last year and had these Stanley Cup aspirations and then ran into the Winnipeg Jets, who figured out how to, how to keep them in check for four games and, and got them out really quick. Can L.A. do the same thing? Do they have the same horses to try and keep McDavid and Dreisaitl in check tonight? That'll be interesting. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm on pins and needles. I, for whatever reason, was watching Sportsnet this morning in the gym, and they said... Mike Smith doesn't like people talking about his age. Yeah, who does? Let's get in there and stop the puck. The puck doesn't know how old you are, Mike. No, it does not. And there's <laughs> pretty sure for all our fans watching in Canada, the Oilers, the Flames, and the Leafs. And we've seen this, right? Calgary was first, won the President's Trophy, did they not? And then were bumped in the first round. You know, Edmonton's rolled through the regular season last time really well. Bumped in the first round. The Leafs, great in the regular season. Regular season, Leafs, Flames, and Oilers, much different than playoffs, Leafs, Flames, Oilers. Matt Brown of the Flames coming up. I'm, there he is. I see him. Hey, Matt. Come on. Stairs right there. Uh, Andrew Lux writing us from Medicine Hat on the 902 line. I awarded him a tough tribe package we have some extras right yeah and he wrote in and he said thanks boys on the 902 line i followed rod since day one listened to him as a young chap listening to the voice of rider nation been a full-fledged podcast listener since the very first day of the rod peterson show wow i appreciate the tough tribe package i enjoyed hearing my name announced while listening to your podcast while picking up groceries for me and my family of five you made my weekend can't wait to try out the pomade on my massive beard. Andrew in medicine hat. Cool. And I think that you could, we could potentially hand deliver that to him. Drop it up. Because that's how we do things. Personal touch. Matt Brown of the Flames joining us here at Gray Eagle right after this break. See you in hour two, Moose. See you then. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. Carried all across Alberta on Telesoptic Cable. Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Back live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, as you see, another beautiful day out here in southern Alberta. And uh, it is episode number 747 of your favorite daytime sports entertainment talk show. Coming to you from 
Great Eagle Resort and Casino. And we're pleased to be joined here at the Stage Bar by Flames mental performance coach, Matt Brown, a guy who I had occasion to meet just last week. And I'm, I'm so pleased you had the time to come down on the Flames. We're opening the playoffs tomorrow, man. It's, it's gong show around here. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty exciting, and uh, I'll head straight from here to the Dome. So, yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of roads that we could go down here with your role. Again, mental performance coach with the Calgary Flames. And does that extend to the entire Calgary Sports Entertainment Corporation, Stamps, Roughnecks, Hitmen? We just started doing more with the uh, with the Stampeders, but I've uh, been with the Hitmen for, uh, for seven or eight years now as well. So, right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. listen, we could turn the cameras off and you and I could go for a coffee and we could go for days I'm gonna like because this is my passion the mental health side of this mm-hmm. and I told you I was gonna ask you about Matt uh, Mark Shifley's comments after the game yesterday and they were simply that he wants to know where the team is going the Winnipeg Jets before he commits to his future he's got two more years left in his contract and he said I need to know do what's best for me everybody's going nuts and I'm like that's today's player what did you expect like you wouldn't be surprised if you'd heard a player say that I wouldn't think no, and I think one of the things people need to remember is when you stick a you know microphone in someone's face right after things have gone badly, and it's been, you know, to to his uh, to his words, it's been a really you know hard and, and difficult and frustrating year for them, and a team that was capable of of more, I think, in all of their eyes. And so, uh, you know, you buyer beware if you if you stick that microphone in his face, you're going to get you're going to get raw. You're going to get the, all those human emotions, a lot of disappointment and frustration. And so, uh, I mean, by all accounts, this is a guy who's a great teammate, um, who's committed to you know to the guys in that room. So, uh, I, I think it's, it just speaks to uh, the human side of, of being yeah. a pro athlete. That uh, yeah, like, like it's. Um, it, those are difficult moments you know it's it's a it's right after the season ends and and knowing that everyone you know 16 other teams get to keep going and uh yeah of course you know there there are going to be elements of of real disappointment and regret yeah. well there. that's exactly it and i've known shifley since 2012 we were on team canada together at the world juniors and uh that's him and that's the thing is he's just being honest and and like i say here's another one that came up brock besser of the Vancouver Canucks season in a news conference. He gets asked, how's your dad? His dad's suffering from dementia and he broke down. I mean, you're a busy guy. I don't know if you see any of these highlights or whatever, <laughs> but he broke down talking about his daddy. He's not doing good. Hmm. And somebody wrote me today and said, is that a fair question by the reporter? I said, he asked how his dad's doing. How does the reporter know? But you said it, it's the human side. Do you think the fans will ever realize these are human beings under the helmets and not people that they bet on or pay to watch? Well, yes and no. I, you know, I think as long as they're you know in those positions and on those teams, uh, people will respond, be responding to in many cases just the idea of them. Mm. Uh, whereas, uh, but I also think that you know uh, the public's getting more and more access to you know the, the the human side of it and getting to know the the people behind the players more and more, and which I think is a good thing. You know, I, I remember. Uh, in media training for the Olympic Games, it was a lot of like, don't don't show them blood, don't you know, you know, you don't don't cry, don't break down, uh, and, and I think you know when that happens, when it's that raw, after the fact, you know, do people do have to be face to face with the fact that, wow, we treat these people like gods, but the truth is, they're exceptional, you know, 
athletes physically, but they're they're not Just exempt like from all the else. same all the same yeah. fears and frustrations and and heartache that uh, that the rest of us have to deal with. Well, I'll tell you what, for a guy with your credentials, which we'll get into, Matt Brown, the mental performance coach for the Flames. There's a lot of opportunity for a guy like you in this town. I particularly loved your Olympic stories when we were having uh, lunch the other day. So just tell our viewers, how does one go about being a mental coach? You are like you're educated to the hilt on this. Yeah, it's um, well, one of the decisions I made kind of was, as I was going through my training was I, uh, I didn't just want to be looking at the the performance side. So I, I did a, a master's degree in sports psychology. It was fo you know, focused more on, you know, how do you prepare? How do you, you know, using positive self-talk and imagery and all those things. And that was U of C. That was U of C. Yeah. Yeah. Or sorry, that was U of A. That was U of A. Yeah, okay. In Edmonton. Yeah. And then, uh, but then I, I wanted, no matter what, you know, came up in my conversations with an athlete or a group of athletes to be able to, you know, to handle it and have it in my wheelhouse. And so, uh, so that that counseling side, I did a, a PhD in counseling psychology at uh, at the University of Calgary, and and then at that point, I felt like I had my bases covered. So you know, whatever came through the door, uh, I could have those conversations and either help with strategies or, or or give that athlete someone that they can kind of talk through things with. Because lots of times they have everything they need in them to figure it out, and and they just sometimes just need a, a sounding board in order to do right. that. So, yeah, so that's that's how I, I went about it. There, there are different uh, paths as well, but uh, that one's worked that's pretty yours. well for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I just wonder how hyper-focused you get. I mean, your Olympic story sounds like you're dealing pretty closely one-on-one -on -one with those Olympians and with the Flames. A lot of pressure on them here, right? I mean, what's your day like as the mental health? Do you, have, do you have time to deal with everybody? Or does everybody need it? Well, it's, you know, the, I think the key is to be around, you know, and, um, you know, if, if you're sitting in an office and they have access to you by referral or whatever, then they, they you know, they're not, they're not going to reach out. Like it's, uh, those, those pro sport environments, they're, they're pretty insular. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's your team that's immediately there that you deal with. And, and so, uh, so being around the room and, and just, it's a lot of, you know, it's very different from the traditional psych psychology approach. Um, it's a lot of two, three-minute conversations. Sometimes we'll go sitting in the in the sands with a coffee. Sometimes go for lunch. Sometimes you know you, this generation is a lot of just texting, uh, just reminders of things that you've talked about. So uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's been great, and I feel like um, I've been able to kind of get the most of the guys what they need, and some of them. Uh, you, they you'll have very few conversations with them, but then they're familiar with you and they know you in, in that moment when they want to bounce something they need off to you, trust you of course that they're comfortable it's you know it's not seeking out a professional it's you know maybe i'll have a conversation with brownie <laughs> trust is an fundamental yeah <laughs> right absolutely. not going to go to a stranger we we're going to take a time out if you've got questions for matt brown the mental performance coach of the calgary flames we'll get to them when we return, and uh, we'll get into a Taco Time viewer takeover, we're broadcasting live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming. And if you've missed any of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Beautiful day for kayaking. Get them out. It is the RP Show, and we're coming at you live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Very pleased to be joined by the Calgary Flames mental performance coach, Matt Brown. They get going tomorrow night, game one at home to the Dallas Stars. Tonight, four games. Boston at Carolina, Tampa Bay at Toronto, St. Louis at Minnesota, and L.A. at Edmonton. This is our final segment with Matt, so if you got questions, get them in. Some of the viewers wanted to know, Matt, how COVID affected the players that you deal with. Yeah, well, we, we all swam in that current uh, and continue to, really. We're not out of the woods yet, but, um, but, but you know, COVID was unique in the sense that you know, we're, we're built to deal with stress, uh, but um, mostly a stressor comes up you know, the adrenaline kicks in, we deal with it, and then it comes back down. And, uh, and, you know, there's this kind of cyclical nature to how we cope. Uh, but, you know, the COVID stressors, you know, will I get sick? Will I make someone else sick? Will I, you know, will I test positive? And then, I, you know, my team gets shut down. Will, uh, will I, you know, inadvertently pass the virus on? Like, the, those things, they, they were there all the time. So there weren't things that you could kind of respond to and then, come back down so so our what we call our sympathetic nervous system is kind of switched on about 20 percent all the time and so people are having trouble with sleep and feeling feeling stressed out and Mm -hmm. and not necessarily feeling like that's what it was but it was just that feeling was always there and so the other stressors in their life could could kind of push them over the edge more uh you, you know more imminently and so uh so and and you know so everyone really was dealing with this and, and the other thing was uh, a real kind of sadness component to it and and sometimes it was as a result of you know direct loss in the family and but but, uh, but more often it was you know we we want to live a certain way we want to connect we want to be together we want to be out and doing things and and while we we're under uh, kind of lockdown those things were taken away and so uh, and, and every day was another loss in a sense, mm-hmm. and and so so we had this kind of chronic stress response, but we also had this chronic sadness response, and so uh, just it, it really really bad combination. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad, bad combination. And then you know when you look at athletes who are uh, who are always uh, trying to push the envelope and and be at their best, and then you put them in that same uh, that same kind of emotional current. Um, it just it was you know very difficult for them to function as well. So. Yeah, again, no exemptions, right? Every human being was touched by this. And I remember sitting with one of the players and, and he just, he's like, I'm not myself. I don't know what's, what's, you know, what's wrong with me. And, and I said, uh, I said, well, you know, it might be useful to, to compare how you're feeling now to how you felt in previous pandemics. There's a pause. He looked at me sideways. He said, what are you talking about? I said, that's my that's point. point. We've just never been through this before. And so that like this, you know, the, the stress, the feeling, you know, kind of ill at ease all the time and feeling lower energy and, and, and just this low grade sadness that that's, that's Natural. a normal response yeah. to a, to a uh, global pandemic. But uh, yeah, th- there were no exemptions. That's for sure. Did you go to the bubble in Edmonton? I did not. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the reason I ask is because I had a lot of friends that were in the bubble, and I said to them, did you deal with any mental health coaches there? This was in the East, by the way, the Toronto bubble. And they said, ah, there was a guy available, the NHL made up of it, but I didn't go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Well, Tampa Bay had their guy available and there, and who won the Stanley Cup, incidentally? You know what I mean? But it's, they, you said it yourself, they're not going to go out of their way to find help. Yeah. Some don't know that you should, right? Yeah. Well, what was interesting, actually, about the 
bubble was uh, you know, when you look at like we're pack animals, we need each other, and one and one of the things that you know when players retire that they talk about is what they miss the most uh, is each other. It's the locker room. It's having that time together, and in the bubble, they you know they were isolated together, but they were together. You know, so so I felt like that from a mental health perspective, they're better off than what came next was the season where you had to, you come into the building, you practice, you get out of there. If you linger, you can be fined, you know, and then you go home. And then, you know, some of the players who are single, they, you know, they, they're just in and out, then they go home and then they're sitting by themselves. And so, you know, you have these you know, people who are most of them very social and very you know connected yeah. that suddenly were just unplugged from that whole network and, and that's where it gets difficult you know because we, you know people kept referring to the pandemic as being like wartime uh, which in and it's a compelling comparison uh differences when people were dealing with having loved ones and their kids you know over fighting in the war how did they cope with it they got together they congregated they they talked it out. They cried it out. They ate together. They, you know, all these things that we weren't allowed to do. So, uh, I think when all is said and done, we'll we'll end up. If there's a single descriptor that you know will stick with the pandemic, it's loneliness. Absolutely. So, but if fortunately for the most part behind us, mm -hmm. we can gather at least, and that side alone is going to be rocking. It is. Where will you be? Uh, just up in the press box, my regular spot, so I, I can see a lot of what I what I want to and need to see up there so but uh i'm sure it'll be it'll be the whole place will be vibrating it's uh we, we had a game uh it was a saturday night i think against uh, edmonton uh, a few weeks back it was a nine five hey, win yeah. and uh, uh i expect it'll be all, all of that and more and just in terms of the the atmosphere and the uh uh, the volume of the uh, of the building. What was unique about that? It was nine different scores or nine even strength goals or something. It was just a wild night, right? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of the and it, and it was it was an emotional game. Uh, and we had another we had a Tuesday against Nashville. It's another just you know you could just feel how playoff like it it was and uh, and that's and that's the challenge. It's a challenge in the playoffs. It's a challenge in the Olympics. Is you know, you have to, you have to, because like, I get the question sometimes. You know, how is the, how are the Olympics like, uh, or like, how are they? Do you treat it like just any other event, yeah. or do you treat it like it's something special? And and the answer is both. You of know, course, you know, it's because, a sprint too. Yeah. yeah, we are out of time. Matt, good luck. I appreciate the time. Keep in touch. Good luck with everything. Thanks for having me. All right, Matt Brown, Calgary Flames mental performance coach. Next hour, Keon Raymond and Bernie Nichols. You're watching the RP Show live from Grey Eagle on Game Plus, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Thanks. Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.